Hey, while I've got your attention for one precious second of your quickly fleeting time spent bouncing around the interwebs, I wanted to let you know about Muppet Hub's big upcoming event, 10 Days of Jim and Frank. This is a project I'm doing from May 16th to May 25th, celebrating Jim Henson and Frank Oz as a duo. We'll be talking Dark Crystal, Ernie and Bert, The Swedish Chef, and everything that brought these two creative minds together, and we'll do it with podcast episodes, videos, articles, and who knows what else. The reason I say we is because I need your help to do it. I'd like to hear your ideas for what Muppet Hub should do each day, and if I think they'll work, then either I'll get right on them myself, or maybe you could do it yourself. I haven't had many guest contributions to Muppet Hub before, but I think this is a great way to start. So, please send your ideas to me at MuppetHub.com, and I look forward to seeing how this turns out. Now, on to the usual opening. This episode of 11 Point Collar is brought to you by Copper Pot Pictures and Tribeca Films, and weirdos like you. It's 11 Point Collar, hosted by J.D. Frog Scout Hansel. You know, this is the first time I've ever felt the need to say this, but in case you didn't know, my sponsor at the beginning of the episode is always fake, so this is not really technically brought to you by Copper Pot Pictures or Tribeca Films. They didn't pay me anything, uh, but they certainly did get me this week's interview. Now that it's interview season on 11 Point Collar, it seems like the perfect time to talk with the directors and producers behind the new documentary, I Am Big Bird, The Carol Spinney Story. I started making arrangements to do this interview when I met Dave LaMatina, one of the producers of the film, at a screening in Washington, D.C. in June, and I had to be careful to specify that I wanted to do an interview about I Am Big Bird as opposed to his other documentary project about the pigeon who writes poetry called Iambic Bird, which is completely different. So anyway, we started chatting over email about it, and, um, uh, hold, hold on a second, I'm getting a notification on my phone. Let's see here, uh, oh. Uh, apparently, uh, my guests this week were guests just last week on the Muppet Cast. Huh, I, I guess I forgot that his podcast is a thing that's still happening, and apparently it's stealing guests that I've been working to get for nearly a year. That's, that's, that's okay. I mean, Steve and I are friends, so that's, that's alright. I'll just have to listen to his interview with the creators of I Am Big Bird really, really fast now to make sure I don't have the same exact interview with them that, that he had with them. So how about you guys sit tight and listen to this Big Bird song while I play Steve's new podcast episode at about ten times the normal speed and hope to have it done in time. Open wide, 
And what good things you'll find waiting inside There's smiles and kindness all travels behind When you go there You're on the happiest street in the world The happiest street in a beautiful world
that that to me I think is the power of something like Sesame Street. And I'm very thankful now this project is done that I fully realize that I had to work forever to get this. And Steve just gets an email from him like a month before he did the interview, and it just works out just fine, of course. Oh, oh sorry. Uh, here we go. Here we go. Uh, <clears throat> My guests on Skype today are two of the creative minds behind the exciting new documentary, I Am Big Bird, directors and producers Dave LaMatina and Chad Walker. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's so great to have you here. And I'm going to try not to duplicate Steve Swanson's interview exactly. Okay. I don't want to sound exactly like that, which is why I very, very quickly listened to that. We'll do, we'll do our best to give you new information. Lovely. Thank you so much. But I am going to start with a pretty generic question that you've probably been asked a million times before. And then after this, I'll get to some more specific ones uh, from there. But what made you guys want to do a film about Big Bird? Sure. Well, this is Dave. And uh, basically, Chad and I have always wanted to be in film and and I actually started out my career with uh, an internship at Sesame Workshop um, back in 2005 and I was in home video so I wasn't anywhere near the set and didn't have any idea who Carol was as a matter of fact uh, I was telling a friend about the internship several years after the fact and she said oh that's really cool uh, I'm family friends with Carol Spinney and I said oh that's awesome does she work on the show uh, she <laughs> explained to me that Carol was not only a male, but was Big Bird and Oscar the Grouch since 1969. So uh, Chad and I had a production company, and we were talking about different ideas, and just said, hey, did you know about this guy who was Big Bird? And he had no idea, and so we felt like we had to make a film about it. And then have you considered doing documentaries about other Muppet performers? or No, I mean, this was a long time ago. So it was it was prior to uh, the, you know, Being Elmo was out or anything like that. Right. Um and, you know, I think we always just had a fascination with Jim Henson. You know, as as a creative guy, um, you know, you grow up watching certain things and you don't really think much about them until your later years. And when you go back and you see all the things that um, people like Jim and, and Frank and some of the other Muppet performers were involved in, you really see what a huge impact they had in your life. And so that that was part of the genesis of the idea is here's another guy, Carol, you know, who, who obviously doesn't have the name recognition of a Jim or a Frank. Yeah. yeah, I mean, to that point, though, there are a lot of other uh, puppeteers out there that could definitely have a film about them. Well, great. There are more opportunities for me to make movies. Lovely. <laughs> I'll get on my iPhone and follow some puppeteers around. There you go. So, in what ways did you guys... Well, you mentioned being Elmo before, and I was wondering in what ways did you guys try to make your film different from uh, other documentaries that are similar, such as being Elmo? You know, that's a, that's a great question, and very early on in the process, um, you know, as a matter of fact, I think it was our first meeting with Carol and Deb that Sesame Workshop said to us, oh, you know, there is this other thing in the works about uh, Kevin Clash and be, called Being Elmo. We thought, oh, that's cool. Well, and, you know, our sort of go-to line was Chad and I are both sports fans, and it'd be like saying to me, well, you can't make a film about Derek Jeter because there's been one about Babe Ruth because we both play for the Yankees. And so for us, um, that was never really a concern. And, and furthermore, because, you know, Being Elmo did come out first, we've actually used uh, Constance Marks, the director of that film, as a bit of a resource and, you know, picked her brain an awful lot and she's become become a good friend. Yeah, uh, but I mean, Big Bird, um, while making this movie, there are so many unique things that came up organically that I, I think made it kind of unlike um, uh, Elmo or any other documentary like that, just... The fact that Carol and Deb recorded everything they ever did, so there's so much archival footage um, that makes it so different um, from like a Being Elmo, and also 
Carol and Deb, just their love for each other is something, it's like a, I don't know, it's like a storm, it's a force, it's like something, you know, I've never really encountered before. Um, you know, I love my wife and, and everything, but uh, when, yeah, when you're around Carol and Deb, it's like, <laughs> they make you realize just how much you, you should pay attention to your significant other more, or, you know, how much more love there is to give. Um, it, it was totally unique. Yeah, and that did definitely something, that did add something very unique and different to the film. And I was wondering about the use of cartoons. What brought that about? Because that was great. Yeah, you know, even though they recorded pretty much everything they've ever done, there were certain things that there just really wasn't any footage to cover. Of course. Uh, stories like when he met Jim, um, and unfortunately Carol... When he was on his way back from that uh, puppet show, uh, his car caught fire and everything in his car burned. It, he said his car burned down to the wheels. So every piece of film he used in that show, uh, the theater itself that he used was all gone. So there was really no way to kind of cover that story unless it was just kind of someone sitting there telling it to you, you know? Yeah, yeah, and, that's awful. And at, around that same time, we watched, uh, we happened to be watching a lot of reference, and we stumbled across um, the cartoon The Noble Ostrich. I don't know if you remember it. It was just one little, you know, minute and a half clip from the really uh, early days. And for some reason, that really grabbed us. And we thought, you know, that if we have to use like animation or something creative to cover these kind of stories, this style is great. Um, and we just kind of based it all on uh, animation and stuff that Sesame had already done right from you know when sometimes when they would talk and their words or numbers or, or things would pop up above their heads you know we thought that was really uh, pretty indicative of of Sesame animation so we latched onto that too and for Carol's show he actually uh, sketched some reference for us of what the show looked like so he sketched the theater he sketched you know, what the actual show was and the puppet he used. So our animators had that to, to draw upon for yeah. their own animation. Yeah, if you watch the Noble Ostrich, it's kind of funny. In the mechanic scene uh, where we use that animation, there's like a little hand that comes in, and that's like a straight nod to that Noble Ostrich animation. Fascinating. It certainly had a great classic look that I think really added a lot to the film. And I was kind of wondering then what was the toughest part of putting together a project as big as this? Uh, I mean, it's the scope, honestly, right? So you're talking about a performer who has worked for, uh, you know, at this point, what, 45 years, and who who has a life that extends even beyond that. So just the sheer volume of material we had to choose from, um, and I'll let Chad talk about the archival side of things, but just the stories that Carol would have. And so, um, you know, you'd be sitting down and talking with him, he'd tell you a story about uh, hanging out with Michael Jackson on set, or you know, we were able to go film Carol perform uh, on the Michael Bublé Christmas special, where Oscar performs "Have Yourself a You Know a Merry Little Christmas," uh, and that's just stuff we just couldn't get in the film, just because of the time. But then the archival thing was a whole other beast. Yeah, I mean, when we had that meeting with Carol and Deb, and Deb said, you know, we filmed everything in our lives. You know, Dave and I couldn't have imagined better news as documentary filmmakers um and it was truly amazing like the first box dave you call it the the gem box you know because it was just full of all gems fall behind the scenes follow that bird behind the scenes muppet merry christmas um 
it was just amazing stuff, you know. But then, you know, more boxes came and more boxes came and more boxes came. And, and it was great because now it's more like personal stuff, you know, like Christmas at their house and stuff like that. And, and, uh, but then it kind of like was all of a sudden, as soon as VHS came into play, it was now all of a sudden like five hours of just shooting crazy, you know, kind of mundane stuff, like right. out the window driving through New Zealand. Um, so that was that was the hardest part to get through, but you had to get through it because there was always this possibility of a gem right around the right around the corner, you know, like Carol falling down the hill and Deb laughing at him and stuff, which actually made it into the movie and was actually after a run of like four hours of just driving around some you know nondescript forest area. Yeah, that's crazy. Did you run into any copyright problems then? Uh, you know, you license a certain amount of stuff. The the bulk of the footage that you'd be worried about with copyright comes from Sesame Workshop, and and they've been super um, helpful on this process and and have allowed us to use that material. So, uh, you know, no, certainly nothing more than you'd run into with a standard documentary. Honestly, great. So then, I was wondering, of all the possible funding options, what made you guys want to go the Kickstarter route? Well, I'm sure you know just as well as anybody how um, passionate fans of the Muppet Universe are. Of course. Um, and so, you know, it wasn't where we started with this film. We we started looking more um, into grants and things like other investors. But you, you get when you get other money involved in a film, it comes with certain obligations. Um, now, Kickstarter obviously has its own obligations. You have to fulfill your rewards and things like that. But what we liked about Kickstarter is that we felt as though the fans out there of Carol and the passionate fan base that's gonna, um, you know, create our core fans, uh, share our vision for what this film should be, and so we took it to Kickstarter, and and you know we were blown away by the support that we found there, and and Kickstarter, you know, if if anyone listening is ever thinking of a Kickstarter campaign, it's a lot of work. I think it's a lot more work than people advertise and that people think, not just in fulfilling the rewards, but in always being up, you know, up to date with people and. Um, it's it's a hard process, but it's one that allowed us to make the film that I think we wanted to make. And so for that, we are just so thankful to our, to our backers. And if they are listening, you will be getting your rewards starting very soon. We're actually been just spending days after days packing everything up, so they'll be yeah. there soon. You know, Kickstarter is interesting because other projects, you know, we've done another feature-length documentary, you know, while we were making I Am Big Bird, and we debated whether to take it to Kickstarter and ultimately we didn't because we didn't think that we had the the right kind of rewards and things to offer. Um, with this one, with I Am Big Bird, it was like a perfect storm of fan base built in, um, a subject who is very willing to participate and not only participate, participate in just like signing things but also doing like Skype chats and unique art and, and stuff like that. So. Uh, it really fitted itself really nicely to to this kind of Kickstarter type of fundraising. You talked about this, uh, the Muppet fandom, and how that did play a huge role in the creation of this film. And now that you've sort of inserted yourselves into the world of Muppet fandom by doing this documentary, I mean, did you have any idea what the crazy online Muppet fan world was like before you jumped in, just how wild we can be? You know, I don't know that we had the specifics, but I think when you deal with anything that you're talking about where someone has been a fan, um, you know, since birth in the case of, of Sesame Street, 
uh, and something that spanned generations and some people hold dear, you know what you're getting into. Yeah. Um, and I think it's both good and bad. And, you know, we've, we've tried very hard to keep that fan base happy. And you, and you make some missteps along the way. Um, but we found that the Muppet fans to be a great group in that, you know, A, you do everything you can to make everyone happy, and they usually are. And B, if you do make a mistake or, or what, you have a Kickstarter delay, for example, you just own it and you explain why you have that. And, and people are, you know, they want, they want you to do the best, they want to see the best product available and, or possible. And so uh, people, I think, have been, have been really supportive. It's been really wonderful. You know, I Am Big Bird is certainly a really fun film for these Muppet fans and Sesame Street fans. And I was wondering, in what ways do you guys think it's really fun and interesting for those who aren't invested in these characters or performers already? I think Chad and I came to this film as, as people that grew up Muppet fans, but, you know, I've never, I never posted anything on a message board before. So I think we very much approach the film as the average uh, film girl would, you know, someone that these uh, characters and stories and shows whole, you know, are a very special place in your heart, but maybe not even something you necessarily have thought about for like the last, you know, 10, 15 years if you don't have a kid or haven't, you know, haven't gone to see the latest Muppet movie. Um, so I, I think we made the film for the general audience member, but there are also certainly things that in there that we put in there just for the, the hardcore Muppet fans. So I think I think Chad touched on the love story between Carol and Deb, and that's one of those stories that we look to transcend the Muppet audience and to just you know, appeal to anyone that sits down and has a chance to watch the film. Yeah, at its core, we really do feel like I Am Big Bird is a love story. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Well, multiple love stories when you think about it, because you know you have the love between Carol and his wife, and then you've also just got the love of Big Bird for everybody and the love of the performers and characters and all that. So that definitely makes it something that I think is appealing to a lot of people, which is one of the things that I like about it. It's always nice when there is a production that's clearly designed just for Muppet fans. That's really fun. But when you've got something that the Muppet fan can really enjoy sharing with just anybody and everyone can enjoy it, I think that makes something really special. Yeah, and that's what we hope this is. And, you know, the, the beauty of Carol's footage uh, is that it does. It captures, I think, stuff that Muppet fans have never seen before. But at the same time, it also captures this like wonderful intimacy between he and his wife that just shows their love. Mm -hmm. Definitely, and, and it's yeah, his whole family and all his friends and all those, uh, you know, Muppet performers too. You know, you get to see them in these behind the scenes uh, situations that you haven't seen before, and it's just a big family. Everyone's a big family. Speaking of family, some of the footage from Muppet Family Christmas, or behind the scenes of Muppet Family Christmas, I'd never seen that before, and it was so cool to see that. Well, no one's seen that, right? That's Deb. So Deb has shot all of that stuff, um, and it had never been public until uh, I Am Big Bird came out. So um, that footage is amazing, um, and honestly, you, I could sit down and watch, and we have, <laughs> uh, uh, that footage a number of times, because the Muppet Family Christmas stuff is amazing, right? You've got everyone there. Um, yeah, we were arguably when, at their peak. It's amazing. When when we would pop those tapes in, we were just flipping out watching that footage. With all of the screenings of the film you've seen at film festivals, and uh, you've seen this film several times by now, right? Yes. And Carol actually still watches it every time. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, then, uh, which scenes have you noticed tend to move people the most? Which do people really, really enjoy? That's a good question. That's Unless a, you don't want to give away any spoilers for those who haven't seen it yet. There's one we won't give away. Right. Well, uh, the, the and we can say it in probably 
kind of code maybe so that but the the scene when Carol first met Deb uh, that always gets a fun reaction because people realize what's going on at different moments so you get this kind of rolling chuckle in the audience uh, right. that's a good one I think I, uh, I think people have a good reaction to when Mitt Romney talks about bird in the debate um, because that was like this funny pop culture event that was pretty recent and so people I think really enjoy seeing Carol's side of how that how that played out yeah in the the final scene which we don't have to say what it is necessarily but um, you know, people really enjoy seeing that one particular <laughs> character come back at the end. And um, hearing and hearing Carol talk about uh, two things: one, the death of Mister Hooper, and uh, the death of Jim Henson, yeah. and the and the performance that he has at Jim's uh, memorial service. I think are are things that really resound with people as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was I was going to uh, mention the scene that uh, you talked about before with uh, Carol meeting Deb, and I was wondering how you guys figured out how to do that scene, but if there's really no way you can give that away without giving away the whole scene, then... <laughs> well, I mean, we can probably talk about it. Um, it was kind of hard because it's one person who he thought was three different people, um, and you're using all of their archival footage. So, you know, it seems to be kind of successful in that we would just pick Deb at three different points in her life, one when she has kind of short hair, another when she's wearing glasses and another time when she has really long hair because honestly that story is so unbelievable that you wouldn't recognize somebody meeting them three different times thinking that it's three different people um it was kind of hard to edit because you're going through all the footage going this is clearly the same person how are we going to make this you know seem like it's not right i think i'm starting to move this interview towards a close not necessarily wrapping it up just yet but towards a close and i was wondering if you could only give one reason for people to see this movie. I know it's a tough question, but if you had to pick one reason, what would it be? You'll, I'll say you'll cry happy tears. I would say uh, you always want your childhood idols to be what they think you are, and that's really the case. But here with Carol, your childhood idol is exactly who you want him to be and more. That's a very good way of putting it. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm pretty proud of that answer. <laughs> <laughs> there will also be some sad tears. Perhaps we should yeah. point this out. Yes, yes, there, there are a few sad tears, yep. Yes, and you know, generally I don't go for the movies that are trying to make me cry, but in this case, it didn't seem forced at all. It seemed very, very natural. Not that I cried or anything. No, no, <laughs> of course not. You know what, Carol's Carol's such an emotional guy, right? And so you, you as a documentarian, or at least Chad and I as as documentary filmmakers... I think try to make the film that the subject, uh, the type of film, the tone of film that the subject dictates. And so Carol is such an emotional guy, and so we rode with that. And we, you know, we have emotional stories, and we let him be emotional. And there's emotional music. Uh, it's just, and if you're the type of person that responds well to to that sort of film, that, then I think you're really gonna like I Am Big Bird. If you're a little bit more Oscar, then. Maybe not as much, but <laughs> well, on top of that, Dave and I both became fathers while making this movie, so I don't know if that has anything to do with uh, how emotional it, it was, hmm. the ride was for us. And I think that I probably see myself as more of an Oscar person, actually, but I still really enjoyed it. The only people who I don't think would enjoy it are the people who are absolutely terrified of Muppets. <laughs> and I, I don't understand these people, but that's <laughs> beside the point. I know the DVD is coming out pretty soon, and I uh, could you share any of the bonus features that we might maybe expect to see? That's a good question. I always sort of forget. We just, you know, there's a there's a 
Kickstarter special DVD, and then there's one that's the official DVD. Um, but I will say that one thing what we're really excited about on the DVD, you know, there's some behind-the-scenes footage from some of the stuff Carol and Deb shot that didn't make the film. But one thing that's really cool is uh, Deb was very close with her father, who was uh, a musician, and Carol loved Deb's father. He, and at one point, Carol was asked to sing a lullaby. Uh, and he calls up Deb's father and he says, uh, hey, Gene, do you, have a, do you have a lullaby? Have you ever written a lullaby? And, and Gene says, no, I'm sorry, I haven't. And Carol's like, ah, he's bummed out. So Gene calls back an hour later and says, hey, Carol, ask me that question again. And he says, do you have a lullaby? And he says, I do. And so Carol, uh, as Big Bird, at one of the rap parties on Sesame Street, where they would t- tend to turn into a talent show, Carol performed as Big Bird with Deb's father playing at a white baby grand piano, uh, his original song. And that video has never been seen by anybody, uh, but will now be on the DVD. So that's a really cool moment that we can share that. Uh, obviously, there wasn't really a way to get that into the film, but that's something we're pretty excited about. Yeah, There's things like Carol telling the story about meeting Michael Jackson, Carol going back to Nellis Air Force Base where he used to be an airman in the 50s, um, Carol training the Chinese Big Bird. So it, there's a there's a lot of stuff there that we're we're really excited to share with people. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely awesome. I'm really looking forward to it. So I want to try, if we have time, throwing some rapid fire questions at you guys and seeing what happens. I'd give let's, you. Let's do it. Okay, great. Yeah, I'd give you a couple of choices, and you have to pick just one. It's sort of like a would you rather kind of thing. You guys ready? Yep. All right. So, Big Bird's Nest or Oscar's Can? Oscar's Can. Nest. Ooh. <laughs> Barkley or Slimy? Barkley. Oh. Yeah, Barkley. <laughs> Chocolate-covered bird seed or ice cream with sardines and cold gravy? Oh, that's easy. Chocolate. <laughs> yeah. I'd go but, with the ice cream. Really? I would, yeah. Snuffy or Grungetta? Oh, Snuffy. Yeah, Snuffy. Snuffy was there the first day we were there, and it was told. I mean, I love Grungetta, but Snuffy was there the first day we were there, and that was awesome. Yeah. Would you rather be 43 years old forever or six years old? Six. That's a good question. That is a good question. That's a hard question because that's basically saying, would you like to be, uh, I guess ignorance is not the right word, but would you like to not really know how the whole world works or would you like to be slightly bitter about how the whole world works? I mean, Chad's down. Definitely gonna, she should definitely be 43. Yeah, I'm going to go with 43. I like knowledge. And I should definitely be six. <laughs> feathers or fur? Feathers. Yeah, feathers. Do I dare ask Big Bird or Oscar? If it's too hard, then... No, no I... No pressure. I, I won't answer for Chad, but for me, Big Bird, and, and you just... I mean, this is not really a rapid-fire answer, but I'll give you a little bit long-winded answer. It just... Having had the experience of being on set with Big Bird um, and growing up with Big Bird and now knowing Carol, you know, I, I was at like a kid's thing with my son and there was a Big Bird performer there and the Big Bird performer was just uh, lip syncing to Carol's song. And I had like such a crazy warm feeling that I had never felt before. I just, I, I know he, he held a special place in my heart before, but now it's like, you know, an old friend. Big bird. That's a rapid answer. <laughs> yes, nice and brief. So, lastly, with all the research you've done on Big Bird, 
Can you tell me how to get to Sesame Street? Love. Oh. oh. Love will lead the way. Yeah, that's a good answer. I don't know how to answer that one other than maybe with just that, with, uh, with love, caring about everybody. Way to steal his answer. Wow. No. That's how we work. Hey, I threw a little uh, log line in underneath that, though. All right. All right. Well, I cannot thank you two enough for being here to talk about this, and I urge the listeners at home to go check out IamBigBird.com, pre-order it on iTunes, or go see one of the screenings. It's a really great film, and I am so glad I got to talk to Dave and Chad about it. So thank you so much for doing this interview and making this movie, guys. Well, thank you, and thank you to all the Muppet fans out there, the ones that support us on Kickstarter, the ones that didn't support us on Kickstarter. Uh, you guys have been a huge, huge, tremendous support for us, and we really appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. La, la, la. <clears throat> oh, well, everybody's heard about the bird. The bird, bird, bird. bird. The bird's the word. Oh, well, a bird, bird, bird. Bird is the word. Oh, well, a bird, bird, bird. Bird is the word. The bird, bird, bird. Bird's the word. Oh, well, a bird, bird, bird. Bird's the word. The bird, bird. Well, everybody's heard about the bird. Bird, 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 bird's the word. Well, a bird, 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 bird's the word. Well, a bird, 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 bird's the word. And with that, whatever that was, we come to the end of another episode of 11 Point Collar. I guess since I didn't say this at the beginning of the show, I should say now that you can contact me at me, M-E, at MuppetHub.com, and please do to send your ideas for the uh, 10 Days of Jim and Frank event. You can also like Muppet Hub on Facebook at MuppetHub.com slash Facebook, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram and Reddit and Tumblr as JD11PC. That's JD11PC. Also, please check out the new redesigned homepage over at MuppetHub.com where we've got a handy link over to the I Am Big Bird documentary, which I think, let's see, today is May 4th, so tomorrow you can get your digital download in iTunes. That's really cool. And we also have a link on the homepage to the Fraggle Rock movie petition that I may have mentioned before. Because Have I talked about on the show before that I am not crazy about the idea of the Fraggle Rock movie? I think I may have mentioned that. Uh, for the entirety of one episode not too long ago. So, please go check that out. And until next time, walk a wa- you, want, you know what? No, no. I'm not going to do my regular closing. I'm going to steal Steve's closing just like he stole my guest. So, we'll see you right back here next time on The Muppet Cast.
going to change that opening? Does he know that his podcast is not the only podcast dedicated to the work of Jim Henson and the Muppets anymore? (laughs) 